we have been following Mike Shoreman's journey as the Ontario man set out to paddleboard across all great uh, all five Great Lakes for a good cause. He has now made landfall in Toronto checking off the final lake off his list. Jessica Smith has the story. Mike Shoreman has done it. Crossing all five Great Lakes in one summer on a paddleboard. It's been it's been a lot, so I'm very emotional. Um, but I'm really I'm really happy. He thinks big and he's worked hard and here we are today. He's crossed them all. It's it's amazing. The last time someone completed the journey was in 1988, but this is the very first time the feat has been accomplished by a person with a disability. I don't know how he came up with this idea, but pretty incredible. And to do all five lakes, it's pretty amazing. Shoreman was diagnosed with Ramsey-Hunt syndrome in 2018, severely impacting his vision, speech and mobility, bringing his paddleboarding business to a halt. His Great Lakes adventure was inspired by wanting to give back after the help he received following a mental breakdown after his diagnosis. My goal with this is to help put mental health programs and services that they provide in schools, high schools, colleges and universities here in Ontario and in every province and territory. Shoreman's resiliency and message rippling through his supporters and inspiring those who have watched his journey. Mike did it and shows how successful he is. What an accomplishment. He has set a great example for young Canadians. Canadian young people are watching this and they're seeing Canadians show up and they're seeing that people care. And, um, and that's really important. Welcome to D-Next the Innovator and Entrepreneur's Podcast, and I'm your host, Paul Kouidis. On this episode, we talk to somebody who's changing the game about how we think about mental health and suicide prevention, uh, not only in Canada, but around the world. Uh, I'm talking about someone whose personal story is really driving the story of millions of others, uh, and this is Mike Shorman. This is D-Next. Mike Shorman, thanks so much for joining us uh, today. It's really inspiring to uh, hear about your story and also um, to be proud of someone doing this from Durham Region. So I thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You've, you've gained so much attention this last uh, year or so and even more about the work that you're doing. I want to start with a big question and just so we understand what we're talking about here in the snapshot. Why is mental health so important to you? And what does that term actually mean to you? So great question. Um, mental health, you know, to me means, you know, mental health is our, you know, emotional, psychological and social well-being. It affects how we think, how we act, how we feel. And it determines, you know, how we handle stress and how we relate to others and, and how we make healthy choices. And, and, you know, what we've all been through in the last three, three years um, has really put a huge spotlight on, on something that has been, that should have had a spotlight on it for, for much longer. You know, we've come, we've come so far 
in the last decade, even longer, you know, with with things like Bell Let's Talk. Um, but but there's, you know, we're we have so much further to go. And um, and I think what has happened in the last three years is it's just kind of put a huge spotlight, which is good because now there's finally you know, more action being taken around it that wasn't before. But but no, it's um it's very, you know, mental mental health affects affects all of us, whether whether, you know, the statistics say one in five, but really, you know, I know I know more than I know more than five people you do. And and it affects all of us. Do you think beyond the powerful way that mental health has been destigmatized, because I think that's probably an accurate uh, way to look at it, because there was a stigma uh, around it that that seems to have uh, there's been a breakthrough on that front. And it seems to be in the zeitgeist now for all sorts of reasons, which I think are all positive. Do you think that at the same time we are at a crisis point? I mean, what's at stake if we don't get our mental health game right, do you think? Yeah, so we, you know, we are in a crisis state. Um, you know, the economic impact in Canada alone is 50 billion per year, 51 billion. Um, and that's projected to 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 shoot up in the next five years. Um, in, in the US, that's that's over one trillion. Um, and and those numbers are are coming in from just loss in productivity, um, which stems mostly from the most common mental disorders, which are anxiety and depression in the workplace, um, and, which are costing the global economy. Um, so, so yeah, no, we are in, in a crisis stage and, and it impacts, you know, every, everything. Um, from the workplace to our schools to our community, um, you know, we're seeing, you know, things, you know, violence escalating in in urban cities and and addictions and and all these different things, um, and it's so interesting because it it you know. You go, you have, you know, things like anxiety and stress. And then on the other side of it, you have, you know, suicidal ideation and and suicide. And when you're talking about 11 people in Canada per day um, that will die by suicide, um, you know, and though, you know, 400 a year, um, it is a shocking number. It's the leading cause of of death in, in young people. Canadians aside from car accidents and when you look at that that's that's shocking that um, is shocking I I had no idea I did not know of that statistic that is quite shocking it's it's you know it's a it's a hard thing to hear and and you know these are these are teenagers and these are youth you know they classify youth as anyone between 12 and 25 when they're looking at this number um but but you know these are all you know kids in high schools and colleges and universities and and it, and it is shocking. Okay, so can you maybe if if you're okay to do this, tell us a little bit about how you got here. I mean, this is obviously a personal journey for you, but are you able to share with us sort of uh, how this came together and why from your personal 
you know, files? Yeah, absolutely. So I kind of never really, you know, I, I accessed, I think, mental health services. You know, I went to therapy as, as a kid, but um, to kind of process, you know, family, inner, inner family dynamics. Um, but, but aside from that, you know, I never really put a focus on mental health. Um, I worked in public relations and marketing and, and, and media. And then from there, I went into uh, entrepreneurship and I built a paddleboarding business in Toronto. And I left the world of, you know, the busy world of PR and, and went into, went into, you know, went into teaching people and, and I loved it. And I built a business in, in Toronto and, and, and I loved sharing it and, and I built it into, you know, probably it was the, I believe it was the number one ranked out of 15 uh, by the year. Um, And then in 2018, um, do you remember what happened with Justin Bieber last year? I do. Yes. Maybe you can remind us so we were on the same page, but yes. So Justin Bieber developed Ramsey-Hunt syndrome, which is a neurological disorder, uh, and it can be mild to extreme. Um, so in 2018, I developed um, I developed Ramsey-Hunt syndrome, and it's a reactivation of the chickenpox virus that that lays dormant in our system. And, it, and when it attacks, it 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 is um isolated to either your eye or your ear and in my case it was my ear and uh it affected my vestibular system so my speech my vision my hearing um were all impacted uh all the nerves in my face shattered and it looked like i'd had a stroke on the right hand side and i went from being very fit to not being able to walk and i spent the better part of 2018 and 2019 learning to walk um, normally again, or as normal as we could get it. Um, but overnight I went from being, you know, fit to, you know, being told that I would never paddleboard again. I would never fly again. I would never drive. And from that, um, you know, I lost my business. I lost my social life, my identity and my independence um and from all of that you know when you take away all those things it affects you mentally and throughout you know all of that you know i was being checked in on by family and they were looking after me but i think especially with men with mental health what what we tend to do is we put it put it aside and, and we, you know, we try to be as stoic as possible <laughs> and we just say, we're fine. We're fine. And I said, fine so much until the point that it wasn't fine. Right. Um, uh, I had a mental health breakdown and, um, and, and on the other side of, you know, I, I ended up in a mental health treatment facility and, um, and it was there that, you know, I, I started learning the tools and, and the coping mechanisms and, and, you know, set up with counselors and therapy and medication, which, you know, for me, it worked. It's not for everybody, but for me, it did. And, um, and it put me on a new path and, and following that, um, you know, I started 
putting these tools in place. And as that happened, my physical health started improving significantly. And, um, and I realized that summer, I was with a friend who had a kid. And, um, and we were just, you know, hanging out. And, and I just realized, yeah, I don't, it really kind of hit me, because throughout this whole experience, my parents had to look after me. And, you know, I was being bathed by them. I was wearing a swimsuit and a bathtub and they would bathe me. And, and it was almost like becoming a child again. And it really made me think, I don't want kids to ever feel alone or isolated or hopeless like I ever did. And, and from there, everything just kind of organically Began. I started working with mental health organizations, national ones, um, Jack.org, and you know, I, I started you know working with Bell Let's Talk and and all these different organizations, and and I started you know holding events and and you know raising funds and awareness for them, and and you know using my story as leverage. Um, with the media to bring more attention to to their organizations to help them bring in more funding and awareness. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a kind of powerful purity to to that story that I think is always at the core of these movements that grow organically because it it touches people and as you say uh, when you look at those statistics. Uh, which are shocking. Uh, and again, everyone, there, there's a circle here that where at least everyone, if they actually look hard enough, are a part of that circle. How, how, how do you think this has changed you? Like since you started on this particular path, has it changed you or, or um, how has it changed you? Yeah, I think, you know, this has been, you know, a learning, one, one huge learning lesson throughout this entire thing. Um, but and a learning curve, you know, dealing with corporations and, you know, navigating, you know, media and politics and, and all of it. Um, it's, you know, there's, there's been, you know, a lot of things that I've, that I've learned, but no, I think, um, you know, where we, where we are right now is not where we need to be. And and which is why I'm really excited about about what's what's coming and, and what we what we did last summer and 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 I think it'll put a huge spotlight on um on where we need to go as a country. Well, can we talk a little bit about the film project then? Can you can you uh, perhaps um, give us an overview uh, of this really because it is a quite a remarkable feat that, that you pulled off with the team. Yeah, no. Um, so, you know, it was such an honor to have my story um, featured um, and to kind of be the driving force of this. Um, you know, director Matthew Wagner um, created When Hope Breaks Through, and um, it is a feature-length documentary following my journey last year in becoming the first person with physical disabilities to cross all five Great Lakes. When I set out last year to do it, 
um, you know, in 2021, I attempted to cross Lake Ontario and I, I didn't make it. And, um, and about six weeks after that, I, I started looking at, 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 um, at all the people who, who have crossed the Great Lakes and, um, and Vicki Keith, who, um, many will remember, um, you know, she's, she's a friend of mine and, and a huge inspiration. Um, I contacted her and, you know, asked for her blessing and, and, and yeah, so we set out last year, um, to, to cross the five Great Lakes and, and it ended up becoming, you know, the largest independently led mental health awareness campaign in Canada by the time it, that it was finished, um, you know, so much support from Canadians from coast to coast. You know, uh, I, re I remember at one point we were crossing Lake Superior in, in Wisconsin, um, which, which was probably my favorite of, of all of them, just because of the history. And we cover that in the film, the Edmund Fitzgerald and, and, and all of that. It's, it's quite remarkable. Um, but I remember at, at that crossing, you know, I was very lively on Twitter. Um, I remember putting it out and Arlene Dickinson called on the entire Canadian media to do more. Um, Michael Lansberg got involved at that point and, and then it just got, you know, crazy, um, which was very cool. Um, but really, you know, the film, what it does is, you know, it it's a message of hope um, and there's a theme of hope in it and for those who are struggling with mental health um i think that's that's what's really needed right now um and you know it's layered on different levels with different perspectives um liz braun from the toronto sun um and michael landsberg are both featured in it and, and they talk about the you know the media um and you know their responsibility to to mental health and 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 then we have experts you know from from cam h who are featured in there who who talk about um the mental health crisis and and you know what is currently going on and and yeah no it's it's very exciting but um no, it, it's just a multi-layered film that is um, that is incredibly, you know, meaningful. Do you think that hope helped save your life, or is that too poetic of a way to look at it? Yeah, I think I went from being hopeless to finding hope um, when I when I when I reached out for it when I saw. Um, you know, there were, there were, th one of the things that I did um, during my journey was I googled people who had Ramsey Hunt syndrome and, um, and there were, there were only a few, uh, you know, Justin Bieber announced it this past year, but, you know, Olivia Chow, um, Jack Layden's wife, um, you know, I reached out to her and I reached out to um, the founder of P90X, Tony Horton. Um, and he became a good friend um, and he helped navigate, um, you know, my navigate, you know, this for me um, and a new normal 
Um, but, you know, seeing stories of people who have really struggled, um, who have been in despair and have come out on the other side of that, I think that that helps people. And I hope, um, you know, this will this will help a lot of people. Well, it's interesting because you uh, hinted at this idea of a lot of the, I guess, hidden victims of mental health. Uh, uh, you know, those people who maybe uh, don't feel uh, as though they can identify, or maybe didn't before, but maybe now it kind of opens the door for that. Uh, you know, I think I think a film like this or the story, because we know how powerful stories can be. I mean, really, they do change the world. They drive the world in many ways, but. It's ability to reach those people who maybe this could be, I mean, again, not to put too much pressure on on you or the project, but this could be the difference between, you know, someone taking their life or not. Do you think, I mean, uh, 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 are, I think a lot of those people are out there who maybe just haven't had the courage to identify with this yet. Yeah, no, I think, you know, in the film, Michael Lansbury talks about, you know, national organizations and 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 how everything stems from getting the word out with mental health. Um, and, and we do that through, through, you know, the media and through these different mediums. And without that, you, you can't access people. You can't, you know, you can't access people and the message is everything. And, and this is the message um, that there is hope. Um, and it's, you know, it's, funny um you know throughout all these crossings three of them were overnight crossings hmm. uh, which were grueling some of them up to you know almost 30 hours so we'd start in the beginning of the day and and then go all day into the sunset into the night through the night and the nights were gru awful um you know crossing like michigan into chicago did not uh the wind was you know, pushing us off course and, and it was exhausting. I was hallucinating out there, but the, in that, um, you know, the, the sun came up, um, it was like a change of attitude, a change of behavior, not just for me, but for everybody who were on my support teams. Um, and it was like a, a new sense of hope, like the dawn of a new day. Uh, and, and I think, you know, there's a huge kind of correlation with, with that and with hope and, and no, I think, I think, you know, yeah, there's a lot of pressure here. <laughs> there's a, there's a, I mean, that's a powerful moment that you described. Um, I imagine too, that you've met a lot of people during this process. I mean, can you, can you think of anyone that uh, comes to mind that helps to kind of uh, capture uh, the mission or just, uh, you know, what did you learn about the world through this? I think, you know, I met so many, you know, before all of this started, I actually traveled Ontario meeting um, a majority of the mayors in, in Ontario, asking them for the support of them and their offices and their city councillors uh, beforehand. So they all knew what was coming down the pipeline, um, you know, to to kind of help and support this on social media and, and build this up before the media 
um, you know, throughout all of this. I think we got something like 192 media hits um, last summer. I was very bit when I wasn't paddleboarding or driving to Wisconsin. I was I was in front of cameras, um, but but it was really interesting because the same person who was handling all the media, um, you know. I did this for Jack.org, which is Canada's national youth mental health charity. And at the same time, uh, they asked me if if they could use my media relations guy to 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 help them with their national bike campaign. They do a bike ride, kind of like the Terry Fox ride. And and he came back and he said, it's the story. The media wants the story they don't you know there's still such a big thing with mental health i could only get three hits on this national campaign Mm -hmm. Uh, and and it's lessons like that that storytelling really kind of fuels everything um but no this support you know rick hansen and may you know mayor hazel mccallie and she's featured in the film uh, which is very special um she was she was on shore um when when we arrived we did the final crossing into into toronto my where i was born and she was there in front of the cn tower when i arrived and um and you know david ongley was a big was a big champion of mine and and orchestrated a lot of things behind the scenes um yeah no it was just by the time that it all finished and you know, it you know being recognized in in the Ontario Legislative Assembly and in the House of Commons, and you know I I was recently, um, you know one of the last scenes is is with the Prime Minister, um, which was a huge honor for my team, um, but but yeah, just it's um, I think what I've learned is is that people people want to help a lot of the times they just don't know how or what to do and and i think that comes from where we are with mental health and in that a lot of people still don't understand it right do you do you do you think about your legacy and what do you want that to be oh wow that's a big question um yeah i think i think you know when you think about legacy you know, I, I think, you know, what I would like for people to to remember me by or remember this by, you know, what, what we have done is is that this is this is for, you know, Canadians and this is for young people um, who are struggling and those who who are struggling because of that, you know, all of their families and 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 I hope that, you know, I hope that, you know, it it does a lot of good. Okay, final final thoughts here. Is there any one big idea or message that you want to leave us with today? Yeah, I think when we have the opportunity to help somebody, I think, you know, take action if you can. Um, because because it will make a difference. It will make a difference.
Okay, Mike Sherman, I can't thank you enough for spending this time with us. Uh, you know, it's really an honor for uh, for me to chat with you. Uh, I know you probably don't like to see yourself this way, but as an emerging Canadian hero, you're doing something really good that I think uh, is needed more than ever now. So thank you so much. Thank you very much for having me, Paul. Down of the big lake, big old get sugar, man. 